Good evening and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. And joining me tonight to record Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 24 are Tim Hicks. There's a snake in my boots. And Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. Now, we're going to get to talking in just a minute about all the things that you can do to enjoy Walt Disney World without ever setting foot in a park, uh, particularly relevant given the phased opening of Walt Disney World. I uh, thought we'd spend some time talking about that. But before we do, we do need to thank our podcast sponsors, because now that folks are getting back to traveling, it'd be a great time to call our friends over at Wicked Mouse Travel. You can check them out at wickedmousetravel.com or at Mouse Master Travel at mousemastertravel.com. Either one of those agencies uh, would love to help you with your next Disney destination vacation. Um, Both are authorized Disney vacation planners who will spend the time to make sure you know what to expect when you get there and uh, help advise you in the best way to enjoy that experience. I also want to give a shout out to our longtime sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Um, They're still Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental company. Um, they are a, a absolute lifesaver when you're navigating with little ones. And, you know, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, talking about, you know, checking things out that are outside of theme parks, all the more important and valuable it is to have that kingdom strollers, uh, uh, you know, stroller with you without having to be in a theme park to use that stroller guys talking about things to do at Walt Disney World when the parks aren't available, as we uh, sort of mentioned at the top, uh, particularly relevant because Walt Disney World is going to open some of those resort hotels starting uh, June 22nd, coming up very soon, but the parks themselves aren't going to open for about three weeks, uh, not until July 11th. So somebody's going to be going to Walt Disney World there at the end of June. You know, what are some things they can do to keep themselves occupied, to enjoy the experience and to enjoy a Disney experience without being in theme parks? Well, I'll jump in there. The first thing that I would suggest is resort hop. Check it. Okay. First, spend some time checking out your own resort where you're staying, assuming that you're staying on property. But beyond that, there are so many properties that have so many things to check out, to look at, to do that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the guest there or not. I mean, storm along Bay at, at, yeah, I know you're going there at uh, yacht club beach club. You have to be uh, staying there, but, but to go into, let's say the Bellevue lounge at, uh, at uh, the boardwalk, you don't have to be a guest there to do that. Well, except you kind of do just during this time period. Um, okay. So the, the, the news that's trickling out is that that when they first do this reopening, um, 
this is a this is a going to be an issue, right? It's going to be a challenge that we're going to have to try try and stand top of. Um, so the news is trickling out in bits and pieces, and one of the things that we're being told is that guests are not going to be allowed into a resort unless they either have an active resort reservation or an active dining reservation. Um, no more of this saying, you know, I'm I'm just stopping by to to pick up something in the shop or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go eat at the quick service. Um, the, uh, the, the, what we're, what we're hearing at least initially is that they're going to be really tight about it because they, because they need to be able to do tracking. Right. And if you've got a reservation, they'll have a record that you entered. So that's, that's what it, I think it's, it's about. That'll probably relax some over time. And in the big picture, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, hopping around resort to resort to check things out is is a lot of fun. Um, but it's one of those things that in the short term here, in the immediate term, um, it's going to be a little bit limited. Maybe the, the corollary to that would be, though, that you need to make some reservations when those become available at some of those resort restaurants. Well, I'm wondering if, let's say I'm strolling along the boardwalk and I want to duck into the screen door just to pick up a Rice Krispie treat or a cold drink. I can do that, can I? If you already have a reservation at the resort, a reason to be there, right? So um, if you if you just show up at the Poly, just throwing out the Poly as an example because I can remember the name of their quick service off the top of my head, right? Mm-hmm. If you just walk up to the Poly because you want to get a Dole Whip from the, the Pineapple and I, right? Uh-huh. You can't do that unless you have a Polynesian Resort reservation or – an Ohana reservation or a, um, a Kona Cafe reservation. How are they going to check that? They they have a master list, and they'll ask you for your reservation. Um, I mean, they, they they have done it actually a little bit with parking, right? Willie, you've experienced that. I was just going to say at the guard station at the Contemporary, when when there's like a Halloween party or things like that, you get really grilled. At the parking, because what we do is, and I've done it, park over at Bay Lake and walk over um, to Magic Kingdom. And then when the crowds are done, I'm already out the door and not having to deal with um, going over to the Magic Kingdom parking lot and things. So, yeah. And I think that part of what's happening here is, you know, they they talked about having extra cast members to help um, with traffic flow and guest flow. And so one of the things I think they're going to be doing is, you know, they've always had kind of a greeter out front, but they're going to move that greeter all the way to the, to the basically to the door. Um, and so that even guests who are not arriving through, you know, by car at the parking lot are, are going to get checked, basically checked in. Um, because remember that, that they still have this requirement that you have to get your temperature checked every day and, um, you know, they're not going to let you in, into the resort without checking your temperature, knowing that, that you're under the 101.4 limit. That's right. a good question though. It's kind of like going to a foreigner reunion concert, right? Cause if you got a fever, they'll check it and see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got a fever uh, of 103 uh, uh, and you're good to go. It's a dad show. I get dad checks. <laughs> the other thing about the fever check is they're encouraging us to check in online and not go to the front desk. If you do that at some of the bigger resorts, they're 
where are they going to do it on the back doors and everywhere else? Like, I'm just more asking a question. Right. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that I know the answer. I I suspect that the answer is going to be that um, they're just, they're not going to have those doors that are normally accessible from the outside. You know, they'll they'll still be able to open them from the inside so that they're not a fire hazard, but the only entrance doors that'll be active are the front gates. And that's like you brought up the poly, and that's a great question because you could have a DVC room and park all the way out in the the lot closest to TTC and walk straight over. Are they putting barricades up, you think, to stop you from going? That's a good question. Directly to your room? Yeah, I mean, those are the the buildings are are tricky. I I have no idea how they're handling yeah. the poly because that's going to be a tricky situation. Um, I mean, it's it's one thing if it's you know beach club and all you've got to do is make sure you've got the front entrances of beach club and yacht club covered. But right. it's it's a t- you know it's a different animal when you've got those standalone buildings like they have at the poly. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the Riviera is easy because they can lock all those doors. Yeah, you know you have to go through the main entrance, but but right. the poly's got every entrance known to man. I mean, even you think about the contemporary. It's it's pretty locked down by basically three doors. Yeah, right. Three doors in the monorail. Yeah, yeah. But- I, I really don't know the answer to that part of it. Um, I, I think that the important part is just to to recognize that some of these things that we're going to suggest you could do anytime, and some of the things that we suggest. It would be nice if we could do them. You may be able to eventually, but it might be difficult to do them right away as things reopen, just because they're being very cautious as they reopen so that they make sure that that they can track who's going where in case there is an outbreak. Um, so, I mean, as I was coming back around to, I mean, there is – a simple and, you know, you're not breaking any rules or anything way to, to deal with this. And that is if there's a resort that you want to check out, make a dining reservation. Not a bad idea. Cause that's when you can find a lot of good hidden, hidden gym restaurants. Yeah. That's a heck of an idea. Yeah. I mean, we've talked recently about the fact that, that resort dining at Walt Disney world has gotten much, much better. And some of my favorite restaurants are in resorts now. Um, this oh, yeah. is going to be a really great opportunity to experience some of those restaurants. Um, and, and, you know, that's going to be something that they're going to figure out too, right? We're going to have to figure out which restaurants are going to be open and how many reservations they can take. Um, all of those still count questions Toledo to be answered. Out. So what count Toledo out? What? Yeah. The NBA is going to be there, so you can't go visit those resorts. Okay, but I'm thinking, okay, so my DVC home resort is Animal Kingdom, and you've got Jico, and you've got Boma, and over at Kadani Village, you've got Sanaa. So, you know, for me, for, for, for my money, I would get a reservation at Sanaa and just go hang out in the lounge for two or three hours before my reservation time and, because and I love course, that place. We're now hearing rumors that Animal Kingdom Lodge – probably isn't going to open with the rest of the DVC resorts. Ah, You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. (laughs) I I get it. I know what you're saying. I I think it's just the the size of it, right? And it's all in in a single enclosed building. Yeah. And I think if they do end up housing the NBA players there, they want to house who they know, who's there, when they're there, just like you were saying earlier, they can track and figure out where the players are, where everyone is, 
who's eating what and everything else and not having you and me randomly sitting around for three hours drinking. Right. Uh, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> um, all right. So, so look, that's just reality. Being inside a lot of these resorts is going to be tricky. So when, if, if that's off the table, right, wh- where else do we do? Wh- where else do we go? What else can we do? Because got to have something to keep us occupied. Disney Springs. Okay. So what are There's some of your- so much stuff. What are your, some of your favorite things to do in Disney Springs? The Lego store. It's a gold mine. It sinks my wallet every time I walk in and out of there. Um, there's things to build, which I think are not going to be able to be done right now. But you can still take pictures with the huge Lego characters outside the building, the one in the water. You know, it's just a huge experience. And if you don't like Legos, you're just not human. <laughs> <laughs> Subhuman over here. Subhuman. <laughs> I know, stepped on too many in my time. What can I tell you? But you liked them you. before that. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is that that there's still a lot of entertainment that goes on in in Disney Springs. Um, you know, the the new um, Cirque du Soleil show is is ready for previews, but it appears to be on hold, so probably won't see those previews just yet. Um, but I've heard that. Even just since Disney Springs has opened, um, they've been doing concerts again uh, at at. Um, uh, what at the why, gazebo? No, no, no. Why am I drawing a blank? The, the, um, the restaurant. <laughs> the amphitheater. The Blues Club. Oh yes, yes. What the heck is it called? Why am I drawing uh, a blank? And there. It's right here. Can you see it? House of Blues. House of House Blues. House of Blues. Thank you. So they're still doing, you know, they're doing concerts at House of Blues. They do outdoor shows so that, right, outdoor is a better thing to do than, than indoors for that kind of thing. Right. And I think the outdoor theater right there near Lego store. Yeah. They could they could still seat probably 80 to 100 people there very comfortably. That's yeah. what I was getting. At. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so there are going to be some great opportunities like that in Disney Springs. Um, most of the Disney Springs restaurants are opening up, and and so there's lots of good food opportunities um, in Disney Springs. Um, you know, good stuff to do there. Um, I, I also think that there are great experiences. You know, on the boardwalk, um, even if you can't go into other resorts, um, it's just a really nice feel on the boardwalk, um, and and you know. That time of year, especially that summertime, it just it, it has that boardwalk sort of essence, right? Um, you're not really on the ocean, but it feels like you might be. You know, I think about those four person bicycles that you can rent and ride around. You know, they they can sanitize those and make it really simple for you to to be able to do that, and that's a blast if you've never done it. And it's, I mean, with kids, it's wearing them out that you need to <laughs> Thank do you. when you're not in the parks. <laughs> time for a nap. Oh my gosh. Okay. There are also there's food carts and things out there, and and uh, the margarita stand there does does really fine margaritas. Um, I don't think the games are going to be open probably to start. Probably like the basketball not. shoot and things yeah. like that. Right, I think that'll be tough. But that's yeah. what they call the high touch stuff, right? That, that right. they have to limit. Um, so those things won't be there. But but I think 
on the other hand, we'll probably see a lot of the um, street performers out as an as a sort of balance, right? Because what they want to do is to distribute the crowd as much as they can. And so one of the ways to do that is to have multiple street performers out doing smaller performances rather than attracting all the attention to one big performance. I think the uh, one word you said there is going to be really key, multiple street performers, because you usually have the one guy that, that does like magic and stuff right there in front of the boardwalk. Well, he draws a great big crowd. Well, you can't really do that. So, you know, the idea of having multiple performers up and down the boardwalk, I think, might alleviate that. But uh, I'm sure, knowing Disney, they're going to be policing that to make sure that everybody's, you know, keeping a, a proper distance. What's also good is the street performer, you know, they usually draw a line to begin with. So now they can build like alleyways where people, family to stand on the right, family to stand in the middle, family to stand on the left, yeah. and you know, mark it off, which isn't always done when there's the one performer, like you said, you know, the guy that swallows the sword, and people keep running up trying to look at him. So, frankly, it, it, it's kind of mean to run at a guy who's shoving a sword down his throat, right? <laughs> But what he also signed up, up to do it. They <laughs> <laughs> have an idea. Let's swallow a sword. <laughs> <laughs> While kids are running at me. Right. <laughs> I'll be running away going. <laughs> so Disney Springs, um, Boardwalk, those are the easy answers. Where, where do we go when we've exhausted those things? Because we've got, you know, five days here at, at Walt Disney World and no parks are open. Where are we going to go? Take a ride on the Skyliner. Whoop, whoop. It's you know, not a bad thing. It really isn't. No, and and the way they've got the got the airflow set up, you know, it's it's going to be good. It's not going to be like, a, you know, it's not going to be the toaster oven. I think everybody is fearing it's going to be, and 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 I'm sure they're going to wipe it down quite adequately in between rides. And what's cool is it's you and your family only. You're not going to get in with the random Joe Schmo or anything. And it's going to be like a family experience. And it's really not that long a ride. So by the time you say you get hot, you're getting off at Caribbean Beach and you're you're switching out. So, Which is something else to do. We'll get to that. Well, and, and given the capacity controls that are already going to be in place, you know, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them use, you know, sort of a, an every other car loading system, right? So they load a car leave one empty, load the next car, and at the next stop, they interleave, right? In other words, as you get off, nobody gets back in that car. Somebody gets in the next car so that they get a full cycle to clear out, basically to air out. That would be my main concern is will they air out and how much cleaning needs to be done in between in a situation like that. Right, because you don't know if someone sneezed in there or just small things, you know, I mean, (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I mean, <laughs> let's not go there. If it's exposed to UV rays for, you know, 20 minutes as it's going to the next stop, supposedly that works. Right. Which is right. And, and take, I know take, it's hot. Take some of those wraps off, you know. <laughs> and people will be even happier. <laughs> right. Because they'll be able to see. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. And, and here's the other thing like, just because you can't enter the resort, doesn't mean you can't walk around and explore the grounds. So if you're riding around on the Skyliner, that means that you can check out a whole bunch of different resorts, right? You can you can walk around. The grounds at Riviera are fantastic. Um, it's not huge, 
but um, there are areas that are outdoors but still shaded where there's cool stuff. Uh, Willie and I talked about the the great mosaic arch. Oh, so cool! Just beautiful. Um, and um, there's even a little. And how many how many people really take the time to look at stuff like that? I mean, nobody. That, this is a great opportunity to exactly. do exactly that. And there's a really nice bar that'll probably be open that that you know is, is essentially bar. an outdoor bar, right? Yeah. Um, so they'll probably be able to do, do good service there. Um, you know, Caribbean beach is a gorgeous resort. And I think because it was always a little bit hard to get to, or, or sort of off the beaten path, I, I think a lot of people really haven't explored it at all. This is a great chance to just kind of walk around and, and see what it's like. Um, again, and beautiful grounds. Out, so you don't ever have to feel like someone's on your back. Right. You know, you exactly. go from Martinique to, you know, Jamaica, it's, it's a hike, you know, and makes it where you're just walking with your family or your friends and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and, you know, and I think nice thing to explore. And then, you know, at the other end of the line, you have two resorts that have fantastic sort of huge sculpture pieces that kids love and that you can spend some time exploring with because both pop century and, Art of animation have these great sort of um, um, I don't know what to call them even, but you know, yeah, monoliths. Yeah, but you know the thing. The thing is, they they hearken to days that we know, but the kids don't know. So you know, can walk around and go, "Hey, what is that? Can you guess what this is? Who who can be the first person to guess what this is and what we used it for? Sure. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity." Right. I mean, like Pop Century, you can mess with the kids all day. Like besides the <laughs> Rubik's Cube, because that got popular again. But there's so many things where you're like, what's that? I mean, and I would I would start with the telephone. I guarantee those of them don't know what a, a rotary phone even looks like. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, how do you, how do you think we a- dialed that? Or how do you think we yeah. put in the number on that? Oh. Dude, we just moved into a new house, and, and the former owners left a, uh, a, a even a push button phone on the wall. And my kid was looking at it like, "What? What in the world is this? <laughs> what do you use this for?" I, I'm like, "Pick it up." <laughs> I, I feel like that, like it could almost be a substitute for the SAT. You just stick an old rotary phone in front of a kid and see if they can figure out how to make a phone call, and if they can right. make a call, they're in. It, it's probably better than what they do to memorize the SAT. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, this because people still say dial a phone number. When was the last time you saw somebody use a rotary phone? Could somebody like dial 1 800, I don't know, pick a name, progressive. Pick, a, you know, pick one of Could they figure out, oh, that corresponds to these little letters here? Zero percent chance. (laughs) Zero percent chance. Because by the time they got the PR, they would have already messed up because they did the same letter twice. And, (laughs) And, oh, where's the go back button? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They have to figure out how to push the knob down to hang up and then start over. Where's the cue? All right, yep. guys, guys, we're getting, we're getting dangerously close to getting okay boomered. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Seriously. Um, but, but the point remains that those are good places to check out. Um, even the value resorts have, um, uh, an outdoor, you know, bar area that's accessible. Um, and if nothing else, you can grab a snack there and, and, um, you know, without even having to go into the resort. Um, all right. So, so. 
resort exploring, um, um, transportation, particularly the, the Skyliner. Um, I think transportation in the Disney Springs area is, is another, you know, opportunity. Um, you've got the boats that go back and forth to several resorts, um, you know, both the Port Orleans resorts. Now those boats may not run if the resort isn't open, but you still got boats that run back and forth to, um, old Key West and, um, Saratoga Springs, which should both be open. And And I wouldn't be surprised if you get like a private tour because they're going to probably be running more boats where it's just your family, you know, where they're not risking having, you know, eight and 12 and 14 people on the boat instead of four and just run them faster instead of how you would just troll along. Well, see, but those are always going to be slow because the, the problem is that waterway. Um, apparently it's really, really shallow, like much more shallow than it appears. And so, um, I I don't know if you've ever seen the signs, but basically they have to run them at idle. Right. Can't, can't create wakes. And you don't go any faster than that, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you bottom out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the problem. Um, but but in any case, it's still, I mean, it, it's a nice ride, right? We've talked about in the, that in the not distant past when we talked about those resorts and, and that amenity from those resorts. It takes some time, but it's a, a nice ride and, and you've got good stuff to look at and it tends to be a little bit, you get a breeze that comes across the lake, across the river. It's nice. And the um, thing is, if you're not in a big hurry to get to a park, yes, which in this the case you are not, yes. relax, enjoy your vacation, take some time, feel the breeze, smell the breeze, look at the surroundings, just enjoy it for a little bit. Look at the backside of those resorts that they never see, because all they usually do is walk into their room, go to sleep, get back up, look for the next bus, and take off. Right, right. And now is the time for you to see how awesome Disney creates resorts. Well, and speaking of transportation in Disney Springs, I bet the Amphicars will be running. Um, the the amphibious vehicles that uh, they rent out at um, at at Boathouse. At Boathouse, yeah, yeah. Um, now it's not cheap, and you know I don't recommend it for everybody, but it's kind of a cool experience. I mean, come on, kids going to get pretty excited when you show them that you can drive a car into the lake. How would you not? Like all of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, watch this! We're going to go down this hill into the water, right to the water." <laughs> I think I maybe wouldn't recommend doing it with, with like a 15 year old, right? Just on the cusp of a driver's license. <laughs> yeah, that might. Be don't don't try this at home. Do not Please. try this at home. We are professionals. <laughs> yeah. This is a Toyota Camry, not amphibious. <laughs> right. Um. Okay, so um, we've talked Disney Springs. We've talked some transportation things. What what are some other activities that are around the resort but not in parks? Golf. Okay, so that's a great example. So many golf courses on property from PGA level courses down to the beginner level courses, the nine-hole simple walk. And don't they have a soccer golf now? They do have foot golf, and I believe the last thing I saw said that that was going to be open. Um, yeah, I would be all about that. Let's give this a whirl. So right. yeah, they they have um, they have a, a par three course, two pro level courses, um, the uh, the foot golf course, 
And we're, it's still a little up in the air. We don't know for sure what the status of the mini golf is going to be. Um, I think the problem with the mini golf is that it's kind of isolated because since they're not going to reopen the water parks for now, and it's sounding like Animal Kingdom Lodge may not open at the beginning, uh, it's going to be, there isn't going to be a lot of transportation ha- headed in that direction. And I just saw Swan and Dolphin are not opening until the end of July. Yeah, so I saw that too. Yep. That's like, I mean, you back out of what is it, the Swan right into Fantasy Golf or right? Well, no, so. that one's gone already. I think. Isn't oh, wow! That, really? I thought it, one of them was gone. There's two courses there. Right, Winter Summerland. Winter. And then there's, there's a. Well, there's three courses on property. There's two over by the Swan and Dolphin. Okay. There's the hard course that's like golf greens right right and then there was the regular like mini golf course where you're banging around against the walls and things like that i, I didn't think both were going away okay i'm not sure i just i knew that one of them was getting encroached on by the construction of the new hotel that's also yeah. on the like the swan and dolphin tennis courts correct yeah so um so the mini golf may be available um if it's not uh my understanding is that universal's mini golf is going to be open. So you could always head over that direction. I mean, go to the dark side. Why not? They've got mini golf. (laughs) (laughs) They've got cookies and mini golf. (laughs) (laughs) How much is an Uber ride from, from one to the other? You know, it's about 28 bucks. Yeah. I was going to say it's around $30. Um, and remember you got to do both ways. So it does get a little bit pricey, but it's not too bad on a per person basis. So here, I, here I'm going to go play devil's advocate a little, get a, bit, a little bit again. You were talking about the NBA. Can I go to Wild World of Sport, Wide World of Sports, and watch the NBA action? Nope. No. Yeah. No fans for those. Come on, really? Come on. It's the whole point. They have to. They have to prevent. It, the whole thing is is infection control. So the only people that those players are going to be exposed to are the other players that they're staying with and playing with. And they're and, all exposed anyway. You know, they're <laughs> they're essentially you know locked down other than other NBA players and officials. It's going to be a hard lockdown too. I have a funny feeling we're going to see like barriers up against like getting past all star and getting past animal kingdom and getting anywhere near uh Coronado Springs. It's just going to be like, don't even think about trying to go through there. I mean, it's gonna to, be- give, to give you some context, they've been trying this similar uh, situation with, I think it's, it's the, um, the South Korean soccer league was the first one to, to go back to playing with no fans in the stands, trying this, this philosophy. Um, and everything went great until the second night, two players left the hotel because one of them couldn't find a toothbrush and they went to the drugstore to get a toothbrush and toothpaste. And as a result, their entire team had to be on 14 day quarantine. (laughs) Oh, wow. How stupid is that? Well, I mean, for them to do that, it's not stupid that they they didn't even think about it. They didn't even think about it. No, they just go get a toothbrush. What do we? What, what do you do in normal day life? Run down well, to the store and get a grocery. Uh, no, you get you a call toothbrush. down to the front desk and say, "I don't have a toothbrush and toothpaste." I, I don't Can know I what the some? issue is. They may have been out or whatever it was, but yeah, we never know the whole story, do we? Right. It, you know, simple thing. You know, maybe it was late and there could, there was nobody staffing the desk and they didn't want to wait. Whatever it was, um, but but 
you know, their you team ended up being dancing goyles. <laughs> they ended up being quarantined for two weeks, and the, and the NBA is the schedule. The NBA is going to be playing. Is there's crazy. No for, there's no, no time for 14 days off. The, the no teams they're going to be playing two games every three days a lot of times. So, but they're not traveling, and that's one of the biggest concerns they've always had. Was right, right. You're playing us in New York, and then you're playing us in Detroit, and then you give us a day off, and then we go to Chicago. Well, you're li- literally going to be able to get on a bus, go back to your hotel room, and show back up in 10 minutes if you need to. Exactly. Sure, but but my point is that if they have to go on 14-day quarantine, they're missing so many games, and there aren't that many games being played. I mean, this is almost a tournament format. Correct. It, well, it basically is. And you you miss those games. You you better watch out. Depending on the timing, you could be eliminated for that very reason yeah. and that reason alone. And you might not have a job, right? <laughs> right. You yeah. cost our team all this money. You're fired. Um. Yeah. So wide world of sports isn't an option so much, but um, you know, the NBA experience probably will be on a limited basis. Um, we'll have to look and see, you know, because that, that's the hard part for a place like NBA Experience because it's built to be high touch. And if they're, you know, trying to eliminate high touch, I'm sure that they'll work on procedures and things that they can do because um, I know that they're going to want to be open, particularly with the NBA on property. Um, but but we'll just kind of have to see what that experience ends up looking like because um, I don't believe that it's currently open in Disney Springs right now. I'd have to I'm, I'm checking now as we're talking. I haven't seen that it was open, and I think they would have made big news about NBA experience being open because yeah. they were trying to promote everything that is open. Right, they'll be trying to drive traffic to it. Absolutely, of course. Right. Because what do you do? Well, there's no parks for three weeks. Right. Exactly. That's why we're having this show. Exactly. So I'm thinking about the experiences that happen on property because every property has its own set of things. Like like I said, my, my home resort is uh, Animal Kingdom, and I know they do uh, a lot of things during the day that are focused on either the animals or the, tra- the African traditions – um, you know, playing drums or what have you. There are all kinds of things like that that happen on property. Do you think those will still happen? I don't know. Maybe some of the animal things, but I think it's going to have to be such small groups that... Not if Animal Kingdom isn't open. <laughs> well, Animal Kingdom opens on the 11th. Oh, right. No, you can't do it then. No. But But you raise a good point. Some of the resorts do have some good activities that that you can do. Um, Even if Animal Kingdom Lodge isn't open, if you're staying at Wilderness Lodge, um, you know, they've got some cool stuff you can do. Um, There's a... um, if you, if you ask for it at the front desk, there's a scavenger hunt you can do. And there's a whole list of things to find throughout the, the lobby area and, and around there. It's a pretty cool one. I mean, it really does get you to notice things that were put there very intentionally, but that you don't necessarily notice if you're not looking for them. But are they going to have you doing those right now where they're trying to keep people outside instead of inside? I think that'll be all right because it'll be limited to people who already have a reservation and, and they're going to give you, you know, they give you a piece of paper anyway, that's disposable and it's not like you have to go and and touch each thing. You just have to find it. So you're pointing to things and doing it. Oh, there it is. Check it off. 
and you know, it, that one is easier to do. Give them a golf pencil. Throw the throw away the golf pencil when right. you're done. Right. I mean, and that's easier to do than like. I remember at Animal Kingdom Lodge, one of the things the kids like to do a lot is the the rubbings on the floor, right? They can do the crayon rubbings on the floor. And usually there was a cast member, you know, kneeling down with them to do it. That probably isn't going to be able to be done. Now, they might might still do the activity, but they'll tweak it a little bit because, you know, they'll they'll let them do it, but not have a cast member kneeling right down there with them. You know, there was a... Um it was some years ago now uh, that David nicely and uh, took his kids down there and they did some things like um, uh, I forget what resort they were staying at. They did like a baking class and uh, his two oldest daughters just had a ball with that. And, and, and one of them has continued, you know, honing her baking skills even to this day. So, you know, every resort has something. Well, so a, a bunch of resorts, um, the contemporary for a while had a couple of special tour opportunities that included, you know, doing stuff in the kitchen and it was hands-on. Again, those kinds of hands-on activities probably aren't going to exist because there was that one and there was the cake decorating at Anadors. And I know right. that the cake decorating at Anadors is on hold for now. Um, so I, I don't think that that tour at, at contemporary is going to happen, mostly because Given the circumstances, they're they're not going to even even you know they were using a kitchen that's not usually used, but they don't. I don't think they're even going to want to guest <laughs> anywhere near a kitchen. Well, and I'm not and I'm not trying to be negative, Nelly here, coming up with all the things that you no, can't no, do. I but, appreciate but it. But it's a matter of it's a matter of going. Okay, where am I staying, and what things do yeah. they offer that I can do? Right, right. You've got to and explore it. You got to figure it out. Go ahead. We're going to open again, like. You're going to need to want to do some of these activities at some point. Absolutely. Because there are days where it's 104 degrees in the shade and you just want to go do something with the kids, not in the park. And I really hope that we're giving, you know, giving some ideas here that when things are open again, hey, I heard him talk about this on the podcast. What, <laughs> why don't we try this today instead of you know, instead of going to the park? I, I'm too hot. It's too crowded. Whatever. Blah blah blah. I want to do this. Well, and I think one of the things that we we know just based on the experience that we've had and that and what we already know that they've done in the past, uh, they're going to adapt. They know that there are going to be people staying at the resorts who. You know, the parks aren't open yet, so they're going to be looking for things to do. They know that they're maybe not going to be able to do some of the things they've done in the past. I fully expect that they'll have other opportunities available. They've been really great, especially recently, about finding substitute entertainment offerings that they can make available when there's something down. Um, what comes to mind immediately is when, you know, the the test track renovation took them longer than expected, right? So what do they do when when they had that, um, you know, shutdown got extended? They brought, um, you know, uh, uh, jaminators out more often, and they brought the, the Muppet Mobile Lab out, and they brought out um, uh, uh, mulch, mulch, sweat, and shears, you know, came back oh, for a limited time. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing about Disney. If there's any one thing you can say about Disney, it is they are all about imagination. So imagine what else can we do that would keep people entertained uh, you know, because they can't do the things that they otherwise might do. So let's let's broaden our, our spectrum here. What else could we do? What else could we do to keep them involved and active and interested? 
Well, I mean, like when the Hurricanes came out, you know, they brought out special characters that obviously they're not going to do meet and greet run up, but just to <laughs> see certain characters that we haven't seen in years. Right. We could, we could see, we could see little mini shows. Happen, I gotta ask, right? What does Hurricane Mickey look like exactly? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurricane Mickey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In a raincoat. Ears are off. Yeah. <laughs> Heads on sideways. Got the Fabio thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I said that. <laughs> um, I, I no, but but I think you know one one thing. Really, the easiest thing to do is when you check in at your resort, ask. You know, let them know at the front desk. Hey, we've got younger kids. Do you have any activities? Any special activities going on? you know, here at the resort to help keep them occupied because chances are they're, that they're going to have a new, you know, printed handout for you that'll have a whole schedule of activities and things that will be going on. And frankly, it's important to ask for that when you check in because given concerns about distancing and density and all that, I think a lot of those opportunities that once upon a time, it was just anybody who showed up went and did them you know, you may need to make, it won't, probably won't cost you anything, but you'll probably need to make a, a reservation so that they can have a head count. Right. They need the head count. You need to plan for it. Yeah. I know when we stayed at Old Key West one or two times, my kids went into the DVC club area and they made pillows. And they might not make them in there now, but you might do it outside by the pool instead because it's literally right, right next door. You know, they put two tables here, two tables here, two tables here. You and your brother sit at this table, and the cast member rotates around, sure. showing the kids how to sew. I mean, it wasn't simple, you know, it wasn't like really hard to do, but it was simple sewing. It was just up and down, up and down. But my kids still have those pillows, right? Well, and, and I think that they'll still do those craft activity kind of things, and they may even do some of them in in the lounge. It's just going to be a limited number of people at a time in the lounge, and you know, with the tables, you can't, you won't be able to shift the tables around and chairs around, but you'll still be able to to do the activities. Exactly, and that's the important thing. But like you said, you got to plan for it because you need to have that in your schedule and they need to know that you're coming. Yeah, absolutely. So it's Um, even more about planning. Right. Um, And, you know, I think that there are also a lot of interesting places that you can explore that are outdoors at Walt Disney World that you wouldn't necessarily think of if you weren't looking for something to do. Right. So, for example, um, the Fort Wilderness campgrounds are going to be open, right? There are trails around there. You can walk. There's a trail that goes from, um, from, uh, animal or from, um, this Wilderness is, Lodge. This is what I get for having rum in the afternoon. Um, yeah. From Wilderness I Lodge to, to, uh, to the Fort Wilderness campgrounds, right? There's a trail that leads all the way across. And I'm wondering if that's open yeah. as they're still working on reflections. Yeah, I'm wondering. Um, I, you know, they may just put up a barricade to, right. to block off the construction because, I mean, no. they're going to be looking for those kinds of opportunities for people. entertain people. Right? Yeah. Um, and right. there are How some activities that are usually like available at Fort Wilderness campgrounds that, you know, we'll have to be watching to see what what is available. But I would expect a lot of those things to to be open and available when the when the resort opens. Well, they have archery. Right. They have fishing. They have bicycle rentals. 
They have golf cart rentals if you're really interested. I mean, that's a fair amount of things to do. Well, non- they've got, and they've got they've got horseback riding there. Correct. Now, do I need to have a reservation at Fort Wilderness Campground to be able to do these things? Nope. You do need to have a reservation for the activity, but not necessarily be staying at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds to to do them. Awesome. And then what else is there? I mean, realistically, you could just take the boats from Fort Wilderness to Contemporary to Wilderness Lodge and back. Kids like to ride on boats. Yeah. Now, the, my only caution about boats, because the boats are cool. So my yeah. only caution about the boats is that um, waits for the boats may be a little long. Although doing it before the parks open will be not as bad as doing it after the parks open. Um, Correct. But, you know, they're going to be limiting the capacity of those boats, especially those smaller boats. Um, but but I think the point is well taken that especially before Magic Kingdom opens, you know, there ought to be opportunities to do that sort of, uh, you know, resort property hop, if not resort hop, um, you know, using the, the boats. What about rental boats at Contemporary? That's a really good question. They're operated because, by a third party, and so correct. I don't know that they're going to be operating them yet. But those are easy to clean. Yeah, they should be. Right. And they're they're your boat for the however long you rent right, it. That's true, and you're limited to your group in them, and they're relatively small. Correct. So, um, you know, we we I guess we haven't heard anything yet about them, probably because at least in part that there's a third party involved who's going to make a decision about them. But, um, you know, those are a great opportunity. And, and even if, again, that's, that's one that hopefully it's available starting June 22nd. If it's not, it will be available at some point and, and it's a fun activity and it, you know, you can spend a whole afternoon on it really. Um, yeah, any of the private watercraft. Absolutely. Yeah. And those lakes are large. Like, I mean, you can go all the way around over to the Polynesian, all the way over to the Grand Floridian and back over. I mean, it it can take a, a good while because those boats aren't doing like 40 miles an hour. They're, no, they're, they're really small, easy trolling boats that are a lot of fun. Right. And, and in the meantime, you're checking out all the different destinations, right? So if I've never stayed at the Polynesian and I just happen to motor by there and go, oh, look at that. That's pretty cool. I might consider going over there sometime. Yeah. Well, and, and you get views of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see otherwise. I mean, they won't let you get too close to it anymore after they had the, you know, guy camp out there, but you, but you can, you can kind of check out where, um, the, the, what do they call it now? Um, Discovery Island, Discovery Island. That's the word I was looking for. Um, you know, the sort of abandoned Island in, in Bay Lake. Yeah. I mean, like there's so much to look at. You can literally drive up to the campground and see most of Hoopty Do Review, all of the campground like um, snack shack and everything at one end. You would have a blast just looking around, like, and then go over to you know even the Grand Floridian and be like, "Ooh, who stays here?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? What do they do for a living? No, but 
again, Disney pays attention to detail. So everywhere you try to go, especially on a personal watercraft, if you're you know floating around checking things out again, I would not expect, uh, I would not anticipate you'd want to get too close to Discovery Island or the old river country, as it were. Um, you can see some things that you might have not taken time to see before. Right. And you certainly get a different perspective. Um, and, and I think that the, the one of the kind of overarching things, too, to remind people about is if you're going to go to Walt Disney World for a non-parks experience, right, for a, a resort vacation, not a parks vacation, it, it, it has a different character, right? You're going to approach it differently. Your attitude about everything is going to be different. So it isn't going to be a go, 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 go vacation. It's going to be slower paced. You're going to spend time relaxing, enjoying a comfortable resort. You're going to enjoy the activities and the, the offerings in terms of, of dining and, and, you know, the pool and those kinds of things at your resort, as opposed to, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn to make it to rope drop and, you know, hit all the attractions. It's a much more relaxed pace. And for the most part, less uh it's more leisurely right it's it's less heavily scheduled because you'll you'll probably have a couple of dining reservations things like that but overall it's not you're not going to feel that pressure to go 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 it's and more would like offer- a, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. it's more like a beach vacation where you're basically going to the beach to like a destination you sit back you relax you have a few meals that you go out to but you don't have the hustle bustle of Magic Kingdom today, Epcot tomorrow, Hollywood Studios on Thursday. And then next thing you know, we're back at Magic Kingdom again. You're more like vacation or relaxation. And if laying out on the beach is what you want, uh, there are beaches, you know, in the different resorts that you can. I mean, you think about Beach Club, Yacht Club and Caribbean Beach. Hello, beach is in the name. You can go sit in the sand if you want to. But what I would offer is if you're not spending all that money on the park tickets and especially, you know, the options, Park Hopper and Park, park Hopper Plus, that includes the, um, uh, the, 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 the water areas. Take some of that money that you were going to spend and splurge on a restaurant that you always wanted to try, but you wouldn't do it because it was kind of expensive. You can you can you can do that. Just redivert a few of those dollars to to doing an experience that you've never done before. Give it a try. That's a great well, point. It's just like I tell my clients all the time, you know, let's not do park hopper this time, but let's stay deluxe. You know, use that money for deluxe. And then you might find out you don't ever want to stay moderate or value again because you've tried the deluxe and now you're you're hooked. Now and you we don't be a DVT member. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, I, I think the point as as we were saying is you take a different approach, your expectations are different, and you get to experience some different things. Um, we, we talked about a bunch of the things on property. There's also a bunch of things nearby you can check out that are um, also in the area, some of which will be reopening around the same time, some of which will have already reopened. Um, you know, you can head over to City Walk at Universal for an evening. You can go to the, you know, along I Drive. A lot of that stuff will be opening up as well. Um, you know, you, you don't have to spend a lot of money with them. You don't have to spend a lot of time with them. But it's, it's, if you decide you're getting a little stir crazy in the, in the resort, 
it's not a big deal to if if you brought a car, drive over there. If you didn't bring a car, you know, get a car service and and head over just for a, a few hours, even. Just be informed when you do. Just make sure that yeah. if you're if you have something you want to do in City Walk, you want to go to Margaritaville, for example, make sure that it's open. You know, yeah. be sure be sure you've done your homework before you strike out. Right. You don't want to drive 25, 30 minutes and then find out it's closed or it's only open to on-property guests at Universal or sorry, we're full for the night. Right. You know, because you, they you are going to have You don't want to be Tim standing at the front door of the Polynesian drooling over the possibility of a Dole Whip only to be told please, he can't come in. Because you don't I have a reservation. I need my Dole Whip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know, you've heard some suggestions from us about things you could do on a non-parks trip to Walt Disney World. I, I know there's a lot more stuff out there, and, and we've really kind of limited ourselves to some extent because of the unique situation for folks who are going back um, right away here June 22nd. So, hey, send us your thoughts, too. We'd love to hear the ideas that you've got for things to do outside of the parks at Walt Disney World. You can send them to us at podcast at disdads.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at DizDadsPodcast or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizDadsPodcast. You can also contact us individually. If you want to reach me, it's Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at MouseMasterTravel.com. If you want to reach Tim, you can do it at... If he unmutes himself, you can do it at... Tim.Hicks at FantasticMemoriesTravel.com And to reach Willie, you could send him an email at Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E at WickedMouseTravel.com Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster, with my brilliant and talented co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon.
play the damn thing. I got to keep on I don't play the damn thing, man I got to keep on I don't play the damn I got to keep on I don't play the damn thing